All right, everybody, welcome to another session of Pelanga in La Sala. This is um, Meili here on the microphone, a.k.a. DJ China Tu Madre. And to my left. Hello, um, once again, this is Jacob. I'm really excited about uh, this podcast today because we have records that we're going to be hearing for the very, very, very first time. What up, people? Arjuna here, DJ Smokestack. What's up, everybody? Federico here, DJ Papicultor. And I'm excited to hear some good surprises today. All right. So, yeah, uh, we just went to, to a record swap together and you know, each of us picked out a bunch of things. And we're all in suspense to hear what everybody else has found today. So I think Arjuna's going to start us out. Right? Maybe we can just say a little bit about the premise. So the premise is that we agreed, you know, we've thrown a few parties and, you know, we get paid a tiny bit of money for it. And uh, we decided, you know, when we reach into the budget and just budget a certain amount of money. So we all uh, came in with a with an allotted amount of money and just saw what we could do with that amount. And uh, that's what we're going to be showcasing today. All right. For many of you, uh, this first record probably doesn't need any introduction. I love this artist so much. I have many of his records, but this is somehow a record that's eluded me until today. Very excited to get us started with this. We're going to start a live recording right now. We're going to play for you our first tune tonight. It's going to be about four tunes. And the first tune is called Olon Yara Jeka Bere. Now, which means. Let's start what we have come into the room to do. <laughs> right on. Here goes. One, two, three. Sherry Simeon 
Give it up for the one and only Fela, Anti Galapo Ransom Kuti, with of course the Africa 70, and in this case, Ginger Baker, who Fela was just asking about. And uh, I'll send you to Wikipedia or Google for a thorough explanation, but definitely legendary UK drummer, played in the band Cream with Eric Clapton, and you know, has many musical contributions. And as I was buying this record today, uh, some guys were checking out what was in my hand, and they started talking about Ginger Baker and um, some elusive uh, solo album that he did um, that I need to look up now because apparently this guy was just um, a, just a heavy collaborator and traveled the world uh, working with all kinds of um, artists and he spent a good amount of time in West Africa um, helping to fund the, the development of different studios um, and this song this album it's called Live it's a live album <laughs> it's only 7 minutes and 44 seconds what a, what a short song for Fela, right? I just wanted to grab the mic from you. Sorry. We I actually just may, might be able to tell what the little awkward pauses are, is that we are sharing one mic. Usually we all have our own mics, but due to the little technical difficulty, we are having to share a mic, so just bear with us. But it's so funny that you bought that record because that's like the one... I think it's like the only fellow record I have. And I always think of Arjuna, I think of you as the person who has the entire catalog. And it's just odd that we, um, now between us, I think we do now. Or before, now you have the entire catalog. I actually think it'd be an interesting podcast that we should do one day is play the things that we have dupes of. Because at, when Federico and I first moved in together, we went through and realized that we only had about 10 overlapping 
CDs out of, or whatever, albums out of the hundreds of albums that both of us owned. And to this day, it's still fascinating to, to go back and look at that list. Like, um, that was... You know, it's funny, uh, people come over sometimes and they look at our bookshelves and they're like, well, why do you have two copies of this book? Or why do you, why do you have that? Um, you can't backspin books like you can records, but uh, that's great minds think alike, as they say. So um, thanks again for tuning in. You're with us at Palanga in La Sala. Just got back from the North Oakland record swap. Just seeing what goodies we could dig up. All spending the same amount of money. And um, up next, we got Pozole. Yeah, so there's so much good stuff out there today. And it's it's sometimes it's a little overwhelming. But it's, it's really worth, or like sometimes you see a dealer who's selling all like Latin or all one type of music or another one genre. And he's... Uh, at least for me, I could go there right away. But then it's always good to go through the other crates, all the other de- dealers who were just selling a whole variety of stuff, and you find things that you totally would have missed if you just would have skipped over them. And so I found a record that I've been wanting for a long time, and I picked this out to play because Arjuna, I know you have this record. <laughs> so we're doing kind of like for like that way. And this is 20th Century Steel Band. And what's great about Steel Band, if, you, if you're if you into Steel Band music and have bought Steel Band records, you know that they do lots of covers. That's sort of like the hallmark of a Steel Band group is doing covers. And you buy, that's why you buy them is because you get these great, unique covers that only, you know, that have the sound of the steel drums. And especially, especially when you can find like some really massive, you know, funky breaks on a steel drum is just it's its own unique pleasure for me it is anyway and so to start off i'm gonna play a, a tune that i think you are all aware of once you hear the very first few notes children growing women producing men go working some do stealing everyone's got to make a living Things get moving, angels singing, times forsaken, I've been saying Everyone's got to make a
Once again, that was 20th Century Steel Band, and uh, the song is called Heaven and Hell, and hopefully you recognize it because it's a classic 80s break, uh, late 70s break, and that's just in pretty much every B-Boys mixtape, if you've ever listened to any of those classic, classic mixtapes. Um, however, for the life of us, none of us can seem to remember the names of any of these uh, classic hip-hop tracks. This has been sampled in. So, for the first person to email us at info at lapelanga.com with the name of uh, at least three different tracks, a one-of-a-kind Pelanga swag bag is all yours. I guess we decided not to cheat and use the, the, the app of the sample. 
All right, maybe I see you got something in your hand. Want to tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so this next song is by Monaco, who, frankly, actually, I hadn't heard of before. Um, and uh, so I was just digging around today at the meet and happened upon this, listened to it, and love this guy's voice. So, um, you know, he's an old vocalist, I think also composer, and belongs to the Sama school called Portela. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the Sama traditions in Rio de Janeiro, you know there's a, a number of different Sama schools, and, and the Carnaval is a, a big showdown, and they compete, basically, to win the Carnaval every year. Um, the song is called Silenciara Manguera, who's a competing Samba school. From uh, They compete against Portela Vier. Yeah, that's the one that we went to and had a, a great time at a supposed rehearsal, which just felt like a party and lasted until 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, so actually, I think this might might be kind of a, a bit of a com- competitive song. Looks like it's written by Cartola, who we, we also love. Um, yeah, and, and this guy, Monarco, is now... Uh, over 80 years old and still alive which is fantastic Um, and I hope you enjoy his voice as much as I did listening to it on our little portable record player Ter adversário como Oswaldo Cruz Diz o provérbio da discussão É que nasce a luz Uma escola que não devia acabar
right, so that was Silenciar a Manguera by Monarco. Monarco? Maybe it's Monarco. I don't know. Anyway. There we are. I think um, Federico's up next, right? Yeah, hey everybody. This is Federico again. So, uh, I gotta tell you, so we were on a budget, right? And I had a really hard time sticking, sticking to that budget. So, you arrive and there's what, like 20 or 30 different vendors. And uh, I walk into the first one in front, uh, and that's uh, our friend Taran Escobar. And I have to say that I ended up blowing my whole budget just on <laughs> just on his stand. I mean, he just had an incredible uh, collection of stuff. And you know, I got to I got to buy a few dollar records in other places. But basically, I think what I what I'm going to be showing today is stuff that I that I bought from him. Um, so he brought this incredible collection of records from all over Africa, especially uh, Ghanaian, Nigerian, high life, and uh, uh, Afrofunk and things like this. Um, and uh, so one of the records that I got from him is uh, a record that I've also been after for a really long time uh, by Orchestra Black Santiago and uh, Pierre Abuhu uh, from Benin. And uh, yeah, this record is pretty incredible. It's got four tracks and each one is totally different. It's got a reggae track. It's got like a really deep Beninese rhythm. But uh, I think we've talked about this before. I, I love the Beninese salsa and, uh, and this is what this one is. So this is uh, Abu Hupie and the Orchestra Black Santiago. And the name of the song is Makoba Huiteo. <laughs> We did. 
Avohupier at the Orchestra Black Santiago from Benin. Man, I don't know what's in the water in Cotonou, but that, that's just some incredible stuff. I think we're actually going to be hearing more music from Benin coming up. And I think we have to give uh, Taryn a big thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, Arjuna, what you got next? All right, yeah, I, I second that. I want to give a special shout out to Taryn and Fat Headphones. Uh, much of my... Um, that's my West African records come directly from him. So yeah, um, up next I got some Al Hurt, Soul in the Horn. And you know, my record collection is all over the place. Uh, when I first started collecting records, it was mainly looking for break beats with the, the B-Boy, B-Girl cypher in mind. Um, and that kind of takes you all over the world. There's breaks and Polish jazz and, and uh, Egyptian pop, all kinds of breaks to be found. Um, and so people would ask me, like, what kind of music do you like? And my answer would always change. But you know, over the years, I, I, I realized I was telling these long stories and people were getting lost or disinterested. So then I started shortening my answer and say, well, I listen and I collect records that are soulful. So, um, so it only makes sense that every time I'm looking for records, I should at least stop and pay some extra attention to records that have the word soul in the title or in a song. Um, so I've been looking for this one for a while, um, Soul in the Horn. There's a standout track that uh, perhaps many of you will recognize from, from a De La track. Um, it's a sample again. Um, and I don't know why it's taking me so long to find it, but for five bucks, I came up today, people. Please enjoy with me. This is the track, again, by Al Hurt. The song is Harlem Hindu. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's H-E-N-D-O-O. Here we go. Ego trip. Ego trip.
So once again, that was Al Hurt with the beautiful tune, Harlem Hindu. And uh, as that track was playing, we were over here talking about how uh, how record swaps and record collecting over time is, is always changing. It's funny how for years I looked for this very record and without any luck. And, and years ago, when hip hop samples were were like the thing to look for, these this was the kind of record that would just get snatched up at any record sale. So I guess I was just never first to the crate. But um, now you, today I just walk in and it's sitting in the crate probably all day. I didn't get this until you know hours later for five bucks. Can we talk about how you were the very first one at, the, <laughs> at this event though? Like, what were you like an hour early? Well, you know, uh, the name of the game, right? Um, the early bird catches the worm. And, and it's kind of funny because, you know, I've got a, um, an almost a two-year-old now at home. And, and so my record-digging adventures have kind of uh, taken a back seat. Um, but for a time there, I was, you know, pretty heavily into digging and uh, would get up six o'clock in the morning to be the first one at the flea market before it was even light out, you know, um, all in an attempt to be the first one at the crate and, and it, to get the good the goods, right? Um, so um, that's pretty much how it is. And um, since I haven't been digging, um, I haven't really been coming up on your records. And since we this is kind of planned out today, we're going to all meet up and, and do some uh, some digging. I, I figured, you know, I'm going to take this serious for a change and, and just channel that, that spirit I used to have. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't get the a full hour early, but um, you know, I did, I did get there early and you know, it's funny I got there and um, Adam Dunbar, Musica Del Alma, shout out to you. Um, he saw me there and uh, he was like, hey, will you help set up the uh, DJ booth? Um, so I didn't, didn't want to say no <laughs> because I got there early to dig the records, but um, nonetheless, I, I, I started <laughs> setting up the DJ booth and then another uh, guy started pulling out his records and um, sorry, Adam, uh, I, I ditched that job, that responsibility you gave me and I, um, I'm glad I did because I did find a pretty ill record um, because I was the first one to the box. So that's kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, record swaps are a pretty funny thing. I'd love to hear um, from some of you guys about some of your record swap adventures. Uh, you know, we were earlier we were talking about Jacobo being at record sales in, in, in Paris and um, Fede and Melive got crazy record digging stories from, from Colombia and, and their travels around the world. So um, if not now, um, after this next track or two. Um, so who do we have next, Jacobo? Yeah, so speaking of Adam, I, I you and I, I don't know if we, I, when I came there, you were already in front of Adam's uh, crates and I approached you from behind and he was pulling out records and see how it works. <laughs> and you know he's pulling out stuff for us he, he knows us he knows our tastes so that's always really nice when you kind of get that relationship built and someone can just start pulling things out for you you just tell them what you want and they you know they help you out and i think at this time i can't remember how many had, had him purchase too many records and sorry i'm just gonna put this on the turntable as i'm talking right now you know, he, most most of the they have wide ranges of prices. You can spend up to a hundred dollars on a record, a single record, or you can just go to the, the dollar bins. And the dollar bins are always a fun place to go because, really, you know, record prices is, you know, it's it's based on all sorts of things. Usually, like availability, 
Um, the demand is mainly it. Um, but that is rarely ever how good a song is. Like, you can find a really good song for a dollar. Come on now. So uh, let me play this song by Chico Che y la Crisis. And the song is called Sagittario. So once again, that was Chico Che y la Crisis. And I know nothing about Chico Che other than that was some groovy ass music. And I really want to learn more about them. So if you know anything about them, hit us up. If you know, if you're a huge, if you're Chico Che's number one fan, let us know. And uh, because I really want to find more of this. Or his uh, niece or nephew, because that's pretty awesome. Sometimes we will get messages um, at La Pelanga, like, "Hey, that was my, that was my uncle. That was I haven't I haven't talked to my uncle in a while. Can I get that record?" Or, you know. Um, but Jacob, a dollar for real? You know, I, I got five right now, man. You could, you know, what I'm saying. So, I, and that's how it is. You know, I might have been the first to the crate, but uh, <laughs> there's plenty to go around. Um, Maylee, you got something uh, in your hands there. Let me ask before you before you throw some music on. Have you been to many record swaps before? 
No, I have not. Actually, I can't remember whether or not I've been to a records vault before. Um, Federico and I have gone digging for lots of records in the world, but never in this kind of situation where there's this sort of contagious fervor and everybody's furiously digging, and it's just like so many people and so many records all at the same time. So a lot of the situations we've been in is like, you know, we talk to the guy, you know, kind of feel a little assessed depending on our taste, sometimes get led to the back secret room, you know, oftentimes we're the only people there, maybe there's one other person, maybe we're in somebody's house in a city we've never been in, or, you know, there have been other situations where we're kind of in a really sketchy flea market situation and you walk in, the first thing you see are like a pile of toilets that were stolen from people's cabins. Um, and apparently we're, you know, in the spot that you go to if your wallet goes missing, that's where it turns up again. Those are the kind of situations we've been in. But I think that's very different from being here, the West Coast, you know, North America, with fervent other record diggers. So, yeah. First of all, that's really incredible. I never even thought about the concept of toilet thieves. Um, it's, it's real. Um, so I would love, before you put on this, uh, this track, Maybe I would love to know what are a few things that stuck out to you with your fresh eyes. And you know, I've spent um, years going to record swaps and sales, and there's some obvious things like uh, the disproportionate amount of kind of introverted, stinky males in the room. What, what are some things that you saw? That sounds uh, kind of like the years that I've spent, you know, in my day job. But anyway, anything else that you saw that you, worth mentioning? <laughs> No, sorry. Guys, if you're listening, I I haven't actually noticed you stinking most of the time. Um, uh, Anything else that stood out to me? I think it was the energy of the place. It it feels like there's kind of like a frenzy. It reminds me a little bit of like when you drop a bunch of fish food in the top of a fish tank and all the fish go like, ah, and they all (laughs) go swimming crazy up to the front top of the tank and they're all like, nom, 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 as quickly as possible. It felt like that. So real, so real, so true. Um, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind when you said that is, it makes me think of, uh, about years ago being at the Coliseum uh, Swap Meet, and uh, this is probably like seven in the morning, and I'm there. I've been there for maybe thirty minutes at least, digging around, had a few things, and you know, you're you're crossing paths with people that you know. You're making quick eye contact, but there's no real check-in. You're like, oh, we'll we'll check in in a few hours once we've got some scores and maybe we'll we'll eye each other's records and maybe work out a trade but at that moment it's all about getting to that fish food first right so i see a bunch of uh fellow record diggers kind of quickly moving in, in another direction and uh then i noticed that there's a pickup truck coming in that i later found out to be um uh the truck of a local uh latin music dj at kpfa and he i guess he was selling off some of his records so um he's driving into the flea market and there is like six dudes walking over to his car actually running over to his car and as he's slowly driving into his uh his spot his vendor spot they are putting their hands in the bed of the truck as it's moving trying to claim boxes like no one's talked to this guy who's driving I mean, I'm sure he's really happy to see that he's going to have an abundance of, of clients. But uh, so I'm like, am I willing to risk my life? Am I really willing to like put my hand in a moving vehicle to compete with these other you know, record diggers? So that, yes, that, that, that metaphor is, is right on point. So 
actually i i want to say something about this because uh you know arjuna one thing that i love about you is that whenever whenever i talk to you you're you're very present and this is something that's special these days when everybody's connected to the internet and the, their devices and everything and i don't know those of you who know arjuna know that he's somebody who's very present and who's never gonna be in a hurry and and uh you know when you talk to him he's gonna give you a proper hello and a proper like you know chat for a little while before you get to business and it was pretty hilarious to see you today because it's, it's like the first time that i've seen you kind of like you're, you know you're talking to me but then like your eyes are somewhere else and you're kind of like have, have other things in mind and for the record i did i did give him a heads up i sent him an email and i was like hey you know um please understand that uh what the game plan is kindly don't talk to me before noon you know i got <laughs> i got business to get to it's all love and now we get to share some of the fruits of our labor so may lee back to you what you got there so um, this is, oh, okay, we got drink hazards happening here. Okay, um, this is from Nigeria. The group is called The Doves. Um, this is another treasure from Terran's Crates. Um, the name of the album is The Lord is My Shepherd. And uh, the sweetest thing about this is that on the price, Terran had lovingly written, good stuff, exclamation mark. And, um, you know, I went and listened to it on our, our little portable record player after digging through the crate. And... Uh, Go ahead. And can we talk about how you were actually the last one at the, at the swap meet? Like, this is not a, a early in the afternoon, right? Oh, yeah. So this record is still there, and it says, good stuff, exclamation mark. Well, so anyway, yeah. you know, I was digging around lots of things that I was relatively unfamiliar with, went and listened to it, actually found it to be very interesting, brought it back to buy it, and, it, and him, without seeing his price tag here, he just saw the record cover and was like, that's good stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you, you, you wrote that here, actually. Um, so anyway, uh, so we're going to share this good stuff with you. Um, we find the name of the track is Give Peace to the People. And hopefully I've lined it up right.
So that was Give Peace to the People by the Doves from Nigeria off the album The Lord is My Shepherd. Okay, this is Federico again. So um, the next record that I was going to play, actually this is a band that I know nothing about. Uh, They're called Orchestra Le Pouple. And uh, from what I can tell, they're Congolese. And uh, I think I did the very stereotypical Colombian thing to do, so uh, maybe some of you all know that uh, Colombians are crazy about uh, a lot of African music, uh, sucus in particular, and uh, the whole genre of of, uh, champeta in the north coast of Colombia is basically based on sucus. And uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but what I do when I see a sucus record is that I just skip forward to the very end of the song just to see what the champeta part of it sounds like uh and i heard this in like two seconds into it i knew that i needed to get it so this is uh, orchestra le peuple and uh le peuple is that a word peuple is that the people anyway uh, orchestra le peuple and uh this track is masavi fololo y africa Batika kosala songi songi na libala na biso boye Bakotika la na soni Mon 
right, that's uh, Masavi Fololo Yafrika from the Orchestra Le Pupil, Le Pupil from, uh, from Congo. Man, these Congolese guitars just kill me. So beautiful, so beautiful. Oh yeah, the guitar harmony is so beautiful. Uh, I gotta apologize for the record skipping around. Actually, uh, just before throwing this on, Arjuna was laughing about how I always bring the dirtiest, most beat up records and, you know, we all have our ways of, st of staying within budget. Like I'm looking over, over at Jacob's pile and see that he mostly focused on buying 45 so that they, they maybe the cost wouldn't rise up too much. For me, I have kind of strict rules about not spending too much on records and that means settling for like beat up copies and uh, I don't know. I'll, the, the crackle and pop just make it, makes it sound more beautiful to me. That also means that Fede is sitting on a large stack of some really uh, dirty records at home. So we, <laughs> we've been encouraging him uh, I've been encouraging him to bring him over since I got a, a record cleaner, um, and maybe we'll we'll make a show of it. So stay tuned for that in the future. But Fede, bring those records over, man. Let's clean them up for not only your listening pleasure, but for all of our listeners out there. All right, so uh, we're getting close to the end. I think we might each have a record more to play. Um, let me just say that uh, once again, this is DJ Smokestack here. You're tuned into. The sounds of Pelange in La Sala. Pretty much every show bringing you some of our vinyl treats from the house. Um, in this case, directly from today's record swap. And one thing I really like about going to record swaps is it's kind of like getting to buy from um, record curators, if I may. Like each of these vendors have their own. Uh, individual genres that they focus on and their crates often are a reflection of that so you can check out again like Taryn's West African crate or Adam's deep uh, Latin crate or, or there's people who specialize in multiple things and um, in the Bay Area we have so many different kinds of musical styles and and uh, to buy records from some of these to these people is like getting you might sometimes pay a little bit more but they've done a lot of the work to, to dig out some of these rare uh, records from all kinds of places. So um, this next record I'm going to play is an example of that. Uh, there's a great cover, a great uh, yeah cover to this record. However, I spent three dollars on this this um, usually expensive record because there's no cover on it. Um, this is the song is called "You Lied" by the Mnemonics, based out of the East Bay, if I'm not uh, mistaken, on Hot Disc Record, and apparently. Even this rec even though this record says the greatest hits, it is the exact same record, like song for song in the exact same order of their their normal LP. Um, maybe that was a marketing trick, I don't know. Um, but this song You Lied, once again by the mnemonics, getting it queued up now.
<laughs> so um, there was no technical glitch uh, there. That was just how the mnemonics you lied greatest hits <laughs> version goes. It just cuts off at three minutes and 58 seconds. Um, exactly. That's just the alternative ending there. Maybe maybe uh, I need to go get the, the same album with the different title to get the, the full ending. Um, so once again, you tuned in to DJ Smokestack. We got Papi Coldor. We got Pozole and China Tu Madre just kicking it here in the living room as we usually do. We got a drink or two and some lovely vinyl records for your listening enjoyment. Jacob, uh, what you got there? So a lot of times, you know, when we when we go out to these swaps or even to record stores or whatever, what have you, and we, I think all, we have our database in our head that we refer to, and a lot of times we see some of the big bands that, or the groups that we have a handful of the records, but, and it, sometimes it's like, God, do I want to get another one of the records? Like, I should be diversifying my collection, you know, branching out, but, you know, sometimes you just got to go with the, the, you know, the proven, the track record, the people who just lay it down time after time, and that is El Gran Combo. El Gran Combo from Puerto Rico, and, you know, they they have so many, they have such a huge catalog, and it's kind of hard to know, like, what's the standout record to get, what's the, what's the, I don't know, the, you know, is it, is it really worth, you know, buying another Grand Combo record? But this one, I think, is actually my favorite, and I've only, like, listened to two songs so far. <laughs> <laughs> while we were getting ready between the, the swap in here and I'm gonna play this song and like a, the problem is with a lot of I find this with a lot of Caribbean records um, Latin records they never have titles to the records there's like a hundred and one Grand Combo records they're just called Grand Combo <laughs> or you know what have you this it's for whatever reason so this this record has no title but the song is called El Jogo Rio Wepa Wepa
Once again, that was El Gran Combo, and um, this record has no title, like so many of the records, but it's on their label, EGC, EGC, and uh, it's from 19, I want to say 75, I think it's on the label, something like that, 19, mid-70s, recording, and I, I gotta say, you know, not, not only do these records often not have a title, but they also don't have a year on them, so there's really no way of telling them apart unless you're holding them in your hand. And uh, that song just brought out a really endearing story. Um, the, the, the track just ended, so Meili kind of stopped. Um, I'll give you the opportunity to finish if you'd like. Sure. Um, so El Gran Combo actually has a, a pretty special place in uh, Federico and, I re- and I's relationship. Um, so, you know, we were really hanging out uh, a lot, just going out, dancing, partying a lot before we decided to try being you know, together. We'd been friends for years already by that point, but we, we went to a Gran Combo concert together, and I still remember Federico's song, Wild Dancing, to all the tracks. And it was one of those things that just made me like him that much more. Like, I already, you know, thought he was pretty cool, but, but that just kind of tipped it over the edge. And, and years later, when we got married, um, Federico insisted that the band that was going to play at our wedding learned Ojitos Chinos. Um, and sing it with modified lyrics um, and no English at the beginning uh, and, and surprised me with that. So th- that's a whole other story for another time. But anyway. I'd say with the track so sweet and a, a story so touching, we should just go ahead and end it right there. So once again, thank you for tuning in to Belanga and La Sala. We're just kicking it when we get a chance to match our busy schedules up to play some records that we found in our journeys enjoy a beverage or two and just each other's good company and we hope you enjoy um stay tuned for more episodes we're going to try to keep this moving um more frequently in fact um check us out on itunes shout outs to Hakobo and Meili for putting in extra work on the graphics and you know all the behind the scenes uh leg work so uh anything else you want to say before we close out not much really just just uh, just thank you all for listening and giving us the excuse of doing this we we got an excuse to buy some beautiful music actually i think we're all feeling like there's all these other tracks that we'd love to show you so keep keep tuned in and uh we'll probably be sharing some of those in the in the blog or in future podcasts and uh no i think that's it much love to you all and uh hope to check you again soon there you go out maybe out all right this is Jacob saying goodbye. Thank you for listening in once again. Um, as Arjuna said, we have lots, lots, lots more great shows coming up, lined up, and with special guests and even more special music. Thank you.